You're listening to the Church of Christ podcast. My name is Levi Christ. I am an artist, an actor, and spiritual practitioner. And this season, I am turning the lyric into the lesson. The song is the sermon. I'm going to pick a song of mine, do a deep dive, and come out with a practical spiritual principle that I believe will help you get tangible results on your way to radical self-improvement. Hey, you bless me for being here, and I'm going to do my best to bless you back. Let's feel good right here, right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Church of Christ podcast, season two, episode 26. I can't believe it. I'm starting to get kind of nostalgic, you guys. I mean, like, man, we've got like only like like about a month left of this season two and you know reflecting back on what this season has been I think one of the coolest things that I have appreciated about season two is that more of you have come to there have been more people who have found me through the spirituality and religion section of the Apple iTunes podcast who have never heard of my music and are discovering me for the first time. And I think that that's wonderful. But I think one of the coolest things on the other end is those of you who were around for my music for years who weren't kind of interested in, uh, in the conversations that we're having here came over and started listening because we're doing a little bit of a deep dive on some of your favorite songs. And I just love that we're all kind of meeting in the middle, whichever direction we're coming from, and having conversation. I'd appreciate you being here. And if you've really enjoyed this season two of the podcast, I don't want this to fall on deaf ears. I need your review. I need you to go to Apple iTunes podcast platform. I need you to tap five stars and drop a few words letting me know what you think about the podcast. It does a world of good for the visibility of the podcast. This is only coming to the close of season two. We have a lot of growing to do and we've seen a lot of growth happen over the first two years. It's been really fun to see that happen. I've been surprised about it, but I need you. I need you to actually like just kind of like stop walking right now and just sort of like bend down to your phone and just do it. Super, super, super helpful. Um, so, hey there. I, I, so, I've been enjoying this new book recently, by the way. It's not a new book. I've read it a few times, but it's been a while since I picked it back up. And I was trying to remember, like, I was trying to get it on my Kindle and I couldn't find it because, well, I kept typing the title in incorrectly. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, I have a hard copy in a box somewhere. So I found it and I've been reading it again and I just really love this. I, I, I'm going to just tell you, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce his name. Thich Nhat Hanh. Thich Nhat Hanh, I think. You are here discovering the magic of the present moment. You guys, this book is like the most calming book ever. <laughs> I'm just going to open up to where I have something I've, I've underlined. You are... Ooh, this is so fun. Oh, this is speaking my language. You'll know when I say it. You are in paradise already, but you don't pay any attention to your eyes, even though they are a condition of happiness. Wow. It's talking about recognizing that our eyes are there for us. They're very precious as pearls. They're there to see and take in this paradise. Um, seeing with mindfulness. Uh, yeah, there's, oh my gosh, there's so many good things in here. Many people aspire to go to a place where pain and suffering do not exist. 
a place where there is only happiness. This is a rather dangerous idea, for compassion is not possible without pain and suffering. Oh, man. Without suffering, we do not have the opportunity to cultivate compassion and understanding. And without understanding, there can be no true love. That would be a very naive idea. Gosh, there's so many good things in this book. Um, you are here by Tick not Han, I think I'm saying that correctly. Um, T-H-I-C-H, first word, N-H-A-T, second word, H-A-N-H, is his last name. Um, join me in reading that if you want. Um, you know, I love to be chatty on that Facebook group, and uh, we never have as many chats as I want to have on that Facebook group. Like, I would probably chime in. Somebody get on a tear about what we're talking about on this podcast. You know, I jump right in and have the conversation. You are welcome to post on that on our Facebook group, Levi Christ Official Facebook group. Hey, so uh, we got a virtual concert series coming up soon. Um, that would be on September 26th, I believe. Let's see here. Um, yeah, where I'm going to be performing a brief virtual concert with the five songs from the EP Bad Habit, throwing in an extra song that didn't make the cut because it's awfully silly. <laughs> I thought it would be super fun, but I'm not going to tell you about this song <laughs> until you hear it at the virtual concert. But if you want to be a part of that virtual concert series, you can go to levichrist.com slash ticks because why not? Why not? I'd love to have you there. So we're talking about songs from Bad Habit. You know, as you know, this EP was more of an experience for me of finding uh, a musical style that I can settle into for the next 20 years. And it wasn't a need to express any sort of transitional moment in my life or any pain or suffering or processing things like generally my music is. So as far as having so an inherent narrative into these songs, uh, the inherent narrative is more broad in that it was just really about me finding my place in this world musically. You know, it's been really interesting. Um, many of you know my history. If you've been around for a while, if you're kind of new to this podcast, um, I have an interesting history of going through like courtships and signings of eight major record labels by every major record label mogul of the uh, late 90s and through the 2000s, only to find that my success came to me in 2004 when I started to really get honest about what my story is, what my personal experiences are, and I began to speak what was not being spoken by new artists in the early 2000s, and that is starting your career as an openly gay person. Um, it, it just, it, it was, we didn't have any narratives. You know, for anyone who was coming out at the time, they had already had their major success. You know, they already cashed in before they took the risk. And it, uh, there was a few of us who were taking the risk in the beginning and then committing to telling the stories of our LGBTQIA community through our lyrics. Um, and it was interesting to find that narrative. Well, the thing is, though, LGBTQIA music has never really been a music genre by the music industry. It's more of a med a circle of media that you work, right? So I've kind of as an artist, as an artist, I've never felt like I've built a relationship post these 
eight major record labels not working out for me. I've never felt like I've built a relationship with a corner of the music industry that actually is the industry with the relationships that are with the genre. And if you've listened to my, my discs, my, my collection of like, I think I've got like 10 or 11 albums by now, you know, I kind of genre hop. I'm, I haven't been incredibly consistent with where I've belonged. Uh, but I did, with the album where I belong, trip up on exactly what I think works the best for me. And it's a configuration of music that is sort of uh, kind of like inspired by that whole Ray Charles configuration. Guy at the piano, backup girls, a little bit of horn sections, trio, uh, a little bit of blues, a little bit of gospel, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of country, a little bit of rootsiness. Um, and where I belong began to, to invite myself to understand what that is. So Bad Habit, which was 10 years later, 20, uh, 11 years ago, 11 years later, wanted to expand on that a little bit, right? So I just kind of wanted to find out, well, what does that mean for me now? Because I really want to hone in on exactly what that musical configuration is all about and find a place that I can sit that will age beautifully for the next 20 years, that captures the soul and the gospel and the blues and the, all the stuff that it just, the, 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 that is my voice, you know? So, uh, that's, was the motivation behind that habit. And, uh, while also sharing my journey, uh, my story, uh, which we talked about two weeks ago in the podcast about how important it is to share our story with people, to have something to, sh- to give, uh, to, to not be ashamed to, to share what you've gone through with people because, because they may need to hear it. Um, everything else was just kind of fun, right? And so you get this song today, Tell Me Twice, which is really basically a, a comedy about uh, this guy who's, who's basically um, a boy toy for um, this um, housewife and subsequently her husband, <laughs> who, you know, maintenance man who's, who's like... Uh, who's uh, just a shitty maintenance man, but for some reason he's getting everyday jobs because (laughs) of the other skills that he has. And I had a hell of a lot of fun making this music video exclusively for patrons. We haven't even released it to the world yet. Um, And may or may not, I do not know. I may leave it exclusively for patrons. It was a lot of fun to do. Um, I loved my 80s mullet wig in that video. And I loved my housewife gal, Stephanie. Shout out to Stephanie. You were fantastic in that video. I freaking look at you in that video. And I just like, you played that gal so good and made me just laugh. And of course, Marshall was just so funny, like the stern, like accountant going to work. And then all of a sudden he's like, checking, checking out my booty and stuff and things happen. So, you know, maintenance man's got a couple of things going on that the, that they don't know what that they don't know about with each other. <laughs> um, but hey, you know, so uh, I, I think, uh, I think trying to grab any sort of like takeaway from that is more or less like, for me, the journey was like, you know, I have been so freaking serious about, life and lyrics and journey and it gets heavy and deep and I just and I I as a human being kind of get get a little weary about uh the fact that I just I just take life so I mean I'm a meaning maker you know I'm gonna make meaning out of anything and everything it's just the way that I'm wired look at my astrological chart I ain't apologizing for it it's the imprint that the universe gave on me 
But I think that this song in particular, this album, this EP, yes, but this song in particular, it made me realize like, it's okay to not take everything so seriously. And we live in a very, 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 very serious world right now. Everything is so taken so seriously. And there is something to be said about taking not taking everything lightly, everything lightly. The lightness of living is just in and of itself creates the energy of lightness through our day. Um, and we can even take lightly people's personalities that rub us the wrong way, right? I mean, I'm in new situations. There's not, I, I, I love some, don't know that I'm fond of some, but it doesn't matter to me because, you know, I can let people be the glorious person that they are without me being a part of it and hold lightly to it. It's when we get into this attitude of everything other people says is serious. Everything someone else does is serious. It's, it's, we just are, are, we're like, there's, there's a, there's a part of our society right now that just like puts so much weight on every single thing with, uh, and, and, and that can really weigh on you. And I want you to maybe grab a hold of this energy today and say, you know what? I can take things, I can, I can move through this world lightly. I can move through this world in a way where I just know that the universe is conspiring for my good. And I know that the universe is conspiring for the good of all of those that I may or may not vibrate with. And that's okay. And I can breathe in this moment and be here and be now and allow the paradise that is right in front of me to just illuminate in technicolor. I think that one of the wonderful things that I love about reading this book right now is like, you guys truly, the deeper we go into the present moment, like, you know, I'm sitting here doing these podcasts and, um, and, and I'm looking at this painting that is absolutely glorious. I've told you a little bit about Francine last week. Um, the more present I am in this space right now, it's like, appreciating the colors, appreciating that colorful pillow there, appreciating the, the trees and the little rabbit that's like literally sitting outside my door every morning and uh, waiting for him to come by. Now, like just holding so lightly to things and just being present and, and like, there's just something about that. And so for my music, you know, I have been you know, oh, struggling artist, I have to find my way. And I've, and I have, I have just cloaked my whole history of music with such despair, eight rich major record labels not working out. What do I do? I have to do it all myself. I'm a one man business, struggle, struggle, struggle. And bad habit, especially tell me twice was my way of saying, stop it, stop it, stop it. We get to live any story we want. Did you hear me? We get to make up whatever we want from a metaphysical perspective, from a cosmological perspective, like we're living in this virtual reality where we get to create whatever energy we, we want. We get to create whatever narrative we want. We get to make up the rules. Other people's rules do make no difference to us. I do not give any authority to the arbitrary rules of limitation that my industry creates for me or what any sort of rules or laws that are imposed on me from even the LGBTQIA community or, or any other community that I'm may or may not be involved with. It's like, I get to make up the rules. 
I get to create my own virtual reality. And I know that the universe just simply responds energetically. It allows me to experience things that are the vibrational equivalent of that, which I'm envisioning, right? So, uh, I didn't realize I didn't have to tell that story anymore. I could have fun with this. Find my way to the corner of the music industry that I enjoy. Drop this droning narrative of how hard it's been, even though it has legitimately been hard and also has legitimately at times been a very important example of discrimination back in the 2000s. And I understand that that's important to tell. I understand that it reminds us where we've come from and where we've been and what we've accomplished in the world as LGBTQIA. I understand that. But I don't have to hold on to that sorrow anymore. I don't have to hold on to that struggle anymore. I don't have to hold on to that narrative. There's just comes a time, y'all, when you got to put the story down. And if I can employ any of you listening to like look back on those narratives that you've really invested decades in and you've identified with them and they're so familiar to you that they're just in your body, mind and in your energy and you want to get rid of them you realize that you can absolutely decide that right here and right now today, you don't have to go back and see a therapist for five years to hash out all of the inner child stuff and nasal gave about it. You are a creative being and right here and right now, you can begin to create a different energy altogether. That's where the change comes, not by sorting through the pain of the past beyond what is important and necessary is a balance and a wisdom there there's a comes a time when that is appropriate and then there also comes a time when there's no new information coming from that and you need to decide that you need to start visualizing something different creating an energetic shift in your life and i really want to give you a gift right now if i have hooked you with this conversation and if you're ready to sort of like get a new story live a new life reset for a virtual reality that is going to be vibrant and light and happy and good and fun and prosperous and abundant, I want you to look at the book that has also been changing my life, which is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. He takes a scientific approach to this, neurological, talking about how there is this the unconscious part of us is in our body. And so some the, 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 the key to opening up that reprogramming and inviting ourselves to have a different experience is by bringing your body into that meditation, bringing your energy body into that mind and begin to, to feel a different feeling tone and to practice that on a daily basis. He gets really scientific about it. There's absolutely no woo-woo about this book at all. It absolutely gives you straight up what's going on with our mind-body connection and how to place it in a new vibration that is accommodating to what you want to create. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, changing my life right now. But uh, as a lot to chew on, I'm going to leave you with all that right now. I'm going to play Tell Me Twice because it's just fun. Uh, it, it was really fun. Um, yeah, it, it was a fun video to create. And I just want to give a shout out to to Stephanie and to Corey and to Marshall for helping create that and, and to make it so much fun, that music video. And shout out to my patrons and members at my uh, membership site uh, for, um, yeah, for making that video happen. Uh, so yeah, there's some good stuff for you to chew on today about this holding lightly and, and decide, holding lightly to life. Nothing has to be all that serious. Like just to, just observe... Today, if you're listening to this in the morning, I want you just to, a little challenge for you. 
How many times today do you put an undue amount of weight onto something that happens around you or, or with you? Like, and are you capable of not taking everything so seriously, (laughs) you know? And how interested are you in just flat out getting a new story? One that isn't so wrought with struggle because you make it up. You make it up. Your individual experience will be everything that you want it to be. You are not beholden to any sort of collective agreements out there in the world that the people are making, you know? You have an individual experience that belongs to you, and you are a creator of that, and you get to make up whatever story you want. You want to do that? I'm doing it with me. Get some help by it by getting that Coach Joe Dispenza book. Um, hold lightly to things. <laughs> and let's see where this journey takes us, creating a new story for ourselves, letting go of the heaviness of the, of the old, right? And um, getting curious about how we right here and right now, our eyes can behold paradise because you've heard me say it a hundred times. Paradise is yours to the degree that you can imagine it. Have a lovely week. And uh, LeviChrist.com slash ticks will get you there to enjoy the virtual concert for Bad Habit. I hope to see you there. You all be good to yourselves, okay? And each other. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Let me be the one that you 